you want to give love to the city, that's a fact. But you're going to need help if you want to make an impact. Well endowed, you want to be well endowed with the Edmonton community. Things really happen when you find that you're well endowed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Bonkink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. On this episode, we meet Tomi Okanuga, creator of Yag Eats, a video series that puts the spotlight on Edmonton's lesser-known eateries. Over the past several years, Edmonton has become quite a food hub, with high-quality restaurants that showcase food from all over the world. Combined with our reputation for networking and supporting small business, many restaurants find success here in YEG. But often overlooked are smaller BIPOC-owned restaurants that add so much to Edmonton's food scene. That's why Tomi decided to start Yeg Eats video series, bringing our attention to the delicious eateries we may be missing. He just needed some funding to help make the project go. Edmonton Community Foundation was able to help but not in the way you might expect. You see, Tomi's Yeg Eats video project didn't quite meet the requirements for receiving a charitable grant. So instead, ECF was able to provide a marketing sponsorship to help lend a hand. With some funding in place, Tomi set out across Edmonton interviewing restaurateurs about their food and how they share it. Our correspondent, Aubrey Snow, sat down with Tomi to find out what he learned. Hi, my name is Tomi. I'm a videographer in Edmonton here. I've been doing video for over a few years now, and I just recently started to push myself out there to try and showcase a lot of things out there, and um, that's what led me to starting this project. Can you tell me a little bit uh, about the project and maybe how it got started? So the one thing I realized with Edmonton is the fact that if you don't know people in different circles, you don't actually know about things that exist you know like I remember like I'd been in the city for over eight years and a friend of mine was like hey man you know we have uh car meets here in Edmonton I was like what they're they're car meets here people come show off their cars I thought that only happened in Vancouver or Toronto you know and I went there I saw that and I was like oh my god this is amazing and then same thing um, a buddy of mine invited me to go eat somewhere and I went there and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I never knew this place existed. I was like, oh, you guys probably just opened last year. And they're like, no, we've been here uh, over 10 years now. I was like, what? How come I didn't know about this? And that kind of made me feel like, you know what? Like people need to see this places because every single time when you hear about restaurants and all of these spaces, you always think the big names, you know, like if you don't see their ads on TV, like you see it on Instagram, you see it on Twitter. So like you always go to those places, but these are the places with great food, like really, really great food. Nobody knows about and like it's running on like word of mouth basically. And I'm like, you know what? Like that needs to stop. Let's see if there's a way we can showcase this places. And it was actually pretty cool that uh, like the ECF came on board for that. Cause I honestly thought nobody was going to help with that nobody at all (laughs) so yeah that was cool 
Well, it's a, it's a pretty awesome project and it's great to be highlighting a lot of those places. Like you said, um, they often fly under the radar. So what's, what's it been like working on this so far? I had the idea and I was trying to get like a bunch of people to work on it with me. And a lot of people were like, oh, that's a great idea. And then it would just fall right off, you know. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this by myself, try and get this done. And luckily for me, I ran into a group of people who were just as driven as I was. And the one thing that one of them actually, like the, one of the reasons why he jumped on it too, was that he was actually, like his mom is friends with somebody who owned a restaurant. And not a lot of people knew this place existed also. And so he was like, yeah, like, let's really do something like this and push it. And then, yeah, we got together, we started planning everything out. And then it was like, oh, shoot, money. <laughs> Where are we going to get this from? <laughs> what is going to happen with this? And like, I looked everywhere, um, lots of places I applied for, and they were all like, nope no you don't qualify um you don't have this you don't have that and then i found a link on um, like on the edmonton community foundation website about something like funds that they had right i looked at it and i was like i don't qualify for this at all but i'm gonna send an email anyways and see what happens like the the worst that can happen is they say no you know and uh, i sent it in and they were like, usually we don't, you know, fund things like this, but, you know, the ECF has been able to be creative. If it's a project we feel like we can get behind, I was like, okay, that's a good sign. And then before I knew it, they joined on and funded it. And like, I'm really, really grateful because, yeah, the team was able to work on it nonstop, you know, not have to worry about anything and just get the job done. So that was pretty cool. That's so awesome. So what's that process been like of working on the videos? Like at first it was like getting in contact with people was, it was the weirdest thing. Cause I, we'd call people and be like, Hey, like, we're just trying to showcase your place. And they're like, so what's the catch? It's like, <laughs> it's like, there's no catch. This is all going to be for free. You know, like we have the Edmonton community foundation who's supporting this. Like we can do this. And they're like, Hmm. I don't really know what's going on here. You know, like, I don't, I don't know what you guys are planning on. And then we legit have to like physically go there. Um, and this was during the height of COVID. So like you go there and the doors are closed there. You're like, oh man, like, how do we get this working? Um, but then a lot of those, like once you're, once we told them, okay, you know what? Like give us an email address. We will send you, you know, links to some of our work so you can see it. We'll also send you a link to the ECF so you can see it's a legit organization. Like we're not just trying to rip you guys off. Like you can see all of this and um, people were always open to it. Um, I know two of them, we had to do that, but the rest, the moment we were like, yeah, we're trying to showcase your restaurant. They were like, yeah, man, sure. Come right down, come right down. We just, we want people to know about our place. So that was pretty fun getting that done filming on the other hand that was because with filming we had to plan around the logistics for um how we will get there um also because of covid that was like we had to have masks we had to be like six feet apart like how are we gonna make that work and that 
I think that was where the, the, the struggle really was because usually we're filming, like everyone's around everything, you know, adjusting this, adjusting that. Like we had to be like, okay, this is all you do. If I tell you I need this done, you know that this is exactly what I need. This is exactly like we can't be in each other's spaces and all that. And then we also had to be, because the people we're interviewing are not wearing masks, so we had to even be further away from them just so, you know, we could film. So, like, getting that down, I think once we got that down, everything went smoothly after that. You had mentioned uh, working with a team. Are you able to tell me a little bit about their experience, I guess, and uh, what that kind of uh, group dynamic has been like filming over COVID? Oh, yeah. Um, The group really, like, a group of really, really great guys. Um, we had uh, Alan, he was working on sound and Alan's like, he's been doing like audio recording. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard of the Comedio. That's his spot. Um, that place, he does audio recording and all of that on there. So he was really professional. He came through for us a bunch of times. And then we had Ray on hand. Ray did both sound and audio because we were running two mics. So one was the lab mic and another mic just hanging. Um, so Ray was controlling the other one. Alan was making sure all the sound was balanced on there. Uh, we had Bimbala on set, which was a great help because he's worked on like big shows. Like he worked on, on Supergirl. He's worked on the Flash series. Yeah. So like he came through and he dropped that experience right there, you know, so that helped out a lot. And then we had Alex on there uh, asking the questions. Alex is like pretty smooth, like talking to people. So that was pretty cool too. I think the only thing that happened was usually if we're going somewhere to film something, we all go in one car and everything, right? But because different households, all that, we had to go separate cars. And then we say bye from far <laughs> and then head out. The only time we ever went to the same place was when we were grabbing gear. But we'd always going one after the other and it was it was weird not being able to be like what's up man and just hug and do all of that but you know um it, it was fun at the end of the day yeah yeah it sounds like you've got a great group and uh, you guys uh made, made the most of it for sure by the sounds of it i think the main thing that really stuck out to me was because um so when when we we're trying to film this we were trying to do like local spots and i told Ray was the one who was getting in contact with the restaurants, right? And talking to him and everything, he he thought that what I was going for was I wanted to show Black-owned businesses, right? But I was trying to let him know, like, no, it's not just Black-owned. We're trying to do Black-owned um, anybody of color, basically. You know, it doesn't even matter what, what it is. As long as there are local small restaurants that are not big. But he ended up picking... Because when I told him about this, this was during uh, Black History Month, so he ended up booking all Black people. <laughs> so the one thing I ended up deciding to ask was how they felt, like whether, like if they had, if they ever felt anything racial or anything during that period. And the answers were very surprising, like because I was thinking, oh, you know, because you hear a lot about oh Alberta. Edmonton, it's all like you know, hey, you know. So I was like, okay, maybe they're gonna have like a lot of bad, and you know, not a single one of them said, oh, people don't come in my restaurant. They're like, no, like 
my customers, black, white, doesn't matter. There are a lot of customers here and they come through. And I think that really surprised me because of the notion that everyone keeps thinking certain things, but it's, it's not that way, you know? And, um, yeah, no, that, that was the main thing that really surprised me with the questions and all across board, all of them were like, yeah, no, I have a mix of customers. There's no discrimination or anything happening here. So that, that was actually surprising. Well, it's really great to hear. Um, what do you think are some of the challenges that, uh, people of color and particularly black restaurateurs face in our city? I think the one thing is, is, um, information and funding. Because a lot of times, from what I was getting while we're dealing was a lot of times there's either funding out there, but there's not enough information being spread. It's only within a certain circle that people know about that. And they're not able to take full advantage of that because they don't know about it. And that information is not being spread properly. The other thing is when there is funding also to qualify for that, there's a lot of hoops that really like small businesses or people who are just starting out cannot cross. You know, there's just a lot of like, oh, you have to have this, you have to have that, you have to, and it's like, we don't have any of this. So we're not able to apply for any of that that's going on there. And they lose out on funding or support that they could have gotten during that period. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think uh, you've learned from doing this series? My biggest takeaway is uh, I learned that I was part of the people. <laughs> I was part of the people always going to the big places and not like I drive by, see a small place and I'm like, eh, it doesn't look like it'd be good. And just keep driving by. Um, and most of those places were actually on the list of where I went to do videos. And I was like, food is amazing how did i miss all of this you know and that was like i said the big takeaway is the fact that a lot of us are willing to go to all these big popular places but like local places are getting hurt because of that because people are not supporting now um the one thing that i did take away from the restaurants themselves is that they have certain customers that are always loyal that are always there I think I was doing uh, it was saffron when we went to go film. Uh, the restaurant did not open until twelve noon, right? And we were there at like I think we were there at eight a.m. and we're setting up the film. And I saw a guy out there, and they're like, "Yeah, man, we're not open until 12. It's like, "Okay," and I look out there at nine. He's still in his car. I was like, "What is he doing?" At 10, I look out, he's still there. I'm like, oh my goodness, he's still here. 11, he was still, and I was like, okay, like guys, like who wants to bet? Let's see if he's actually going to stay. And everyone was like, ah, there's no way he's going to stay. He stayed till 12. And even at that, the place wasn't fully open at 12 because as we were filming, we we're getting ready to pack everything up and all that. So the guy had to wait for us to pack up a bit to step out, you know? And like, he was there. And soon as we opened up, the guy was like, yeah, man, like Saffron's, I really love the place. You know, like I, I would always wait. I'm like, dude, you waited. You waited till 1230 for this. Food. Like, how good is this food? <laughs> you know? 
and that was when I really, um, like when he told me about, yeah, that he'd have customers wait. And I asked other people and I found that it was across the board. They would have certain customers who were always loyal to them, no matter what, they would always come and get food. And they said, that's what's been helping them. And they just wanted to thank their customers. And I was like, huh, I really, wow, <laughs> I was shook. That's uh, really awesome and kind of hilarious <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. So you yeah. talked a little bit about how um, the different uh, restaurateurs that you spoke with were just like mostly a little bit skeptical about like, free promotion and things. Um, what what was their reaction like when they saw the videos? We've only showed them bits and pieces and we're like, until we actually release it, you're not going to see the whole thing. But their reaction right now is being like, oh, wow, like, they didn't really expect it to come out. Like most people, I think the way we came in, a lot of people expected that it'd be like, you know, phone quality, you know, kind of thing. And the quality that came out was kind of different from what they expected. I think they looked at us and they're like, oh, you guys are pretty young and all that. I was like, you guys don't know. We have the Flash and Superman on our team. What do you think will happen? This is going to be amazing. You know, so um, that was, that was, I think that was the one thing that I really liked was how when they saw the finished product, they were like, wow, like we really weren't expecting that. So I think that's, that was, that was fun for me. Yeah, that sounds really amazing. So wh where's this all going from here? The plan right now is we're actually going to be working with the ECF for release. We're just waiting to figure out dates for release and not all those guys. Um, we're also planning on doing more. This is not going to be the final because as we figured out while doing this, there are a lot of places out there right now. So um, we'll keep trying to put this out there so other people can see other restaurants, not just these ones that we did. And we're going to keep putting out more and more episodes of these. Is there anything that you think I missed asking about or anything that you would want to add? The only thing I would just say is like, I'm really thankful to the restaurant owners, um, first of all, for giving me the, the chance to expand on this idea I've always had. I'm thankful for the team for helping me out during this process because sometimes I was just like, ah. I can't do it. And there were other times when I couldn't actually make it and they were there to do everything without me there, you know? And also thankful for the ECF because, <laughs> yeah, um, the creative way they came up with the funding was, was the one thing that kept us going through all of this. So I think for me, I'm just really thankful that everything came together and I'm really happy that it did come together. I've included a brief clip from the first episode of the YEG Eats video series with Mikhail Prime, the owner of the Greenhouse Health Eatery. Be sure to keep an eye out for the rest of the YEG Eats series. So what inspired me to pursue cooking when I was growing up was the fact that, I mean, I love food. I grew up in a family where food was always at the center of attention. And honestly, I never had any other job other than working in restaurants growing up as a little kid. And, you know, the love stayed there. And I wanted to figure out how I could, uh, could learn the craft that is culinary and I never dreamed of opening my own restaurant but you know they say things happen for a reason and you know my brother came to me with the idea of making good food that's actually good for you um, you know I looked at that as a great opportunity as a good challenge and something I wanted to be involved in and so that led to the greenhouse opening up in 2009. 
Thanks to Abriana Snow for bringing us that story. And a warm thank you to Tomi Okanuga for sharing his time with us. When this interview was recorded, the video series had not yet been released, which is why you heard Tomi say his team was working on it. But there are some videos out now, and you can find them on YouTube on the Yeg Eats channel. That's Y-E-G Eats. And of course, we always have you covered with our show notes. You can find a link to the Yeg Eats video series there, as well as a link to Tomi's company, Imagine Films. And we'll also have links to our upcoming granting deadlines. Be sure to check those out to see if you or somebody you know could be eligible for funding. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing time with us. No, really. Thank you. If you enjoyed it, share it with all the people you know. And if you have time, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help listeners find our show. You can also find us on Facebook where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Elizabeth Bonking and Andrew Paul. Until Until next next time. time. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation and is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well Endowed.